You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today is Monday, April the 12th of 2021. I am the St. Louis Cardinals mega fan and your host for the show, Lucas Smith. Thanks for tuning in today. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. So head over to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and get the 15% off on your next order. Well, this was not another, excuse me, it was yet another ugly weekend for the St. Louis Cardinals. They fall two out of three to the first uh, home series of the year against the Milwaukee Brewers. And it was it was, it was was ugly. I mean, there were certain points that, I mean, this doesn't look like a playoff team right now. And I'm not blind to the problems that they have. I'm just going to get right into the baseball today. I'm not blind to think that there are no problems on this team. But we also have to remember that we're nine games in. The Cardinals are five and four. Nine games into this season. It's an and or. We are allowed to recognize these problems that the Cardinals have, a la a, a, a Paul DeYoung. Some of the bullpen pieces not fitting out. The, the outfield not performing. Yes, these are problems. I'm not trying to say that they're not. I'm not blind. I'm not so naive and such. I'm not. I'm not so in on this team to think that what happened over the weekend was a perfect example of how to play baseball. But we are nine games in. Nine of 162. We've got some time to figure out what could go right or wrong with the St. Louis Cardinals in 2021. So yes, there are problems with the offense, with the outfield, with some of the pitching. But we've also seen some very big positives, some great things happening. Nine games into the season, it's way too early to say, let's make trades, let's see who we can ship, let's see what we can do. Let's take a breath. Let's take a breath. Like I said last week with Carlos Martinez, let's pump the brakes. Let's pump the brakes generically right now and recognize the problems the Cardinals have, keep them in our back of our heads, keep evaluating based on those problems, see if those problems continue to get better. And then come June, July, see if these problems can, can get fixed. Maybe, maybe not that long. I'm not saying you give Paul DeYoung three months to hit under 100. But I am saying you give him more than nine days. Now, that said, should Paul DeYoung be hitting cleanup? Absolutely not. Should Yadier Molina be hitting cleanup? Probably not. I think eventually what's going to happen, especially, hopefully, if Carlson can continue to to get better, to put more balls in play, and to, and to perform better, then I think what needs to happen is you put Carlson 2, you put Goldsmith 3, Arenado 4, Yachty 5, maybe Dean 6, DeYoung 7, Overbats right field 8th. I, I, I mean, I, I, I will defend Schultz a lot. You guys know this. But I will agree with most of you in the fact that his lineup construction has not been, has not made the most sense over the past week or so. Continue to putting Paul DeYoung at cleanup has been a question mark. Continuing to keep Carlson down the ladder. Not, I mean, not that granted. Carlson has not lit the world on fire, per se. You know, he's not hitting 400. I mean, he's hitting 207 with an OPS of 866. OPS is incredible. He went one for three in yesterday's game with a walk and a strikeout. But, you know, so. an average is not everything. But at the same time, it's not like Carlson's hitting 400, hitting seventh, sixth or seventh in the lineup. 
But I think eventually what, what needs to happen is Carlson needs to hit second, Goldschmidt, Arnado, 3-4, because then you're still getting your three best hitters in the lineup, or at least two of your best hitters in the lineup in the first inning. Even though, you know, you could argue that Carlson is, is, might not be a top three right now, but I would argue that he is a top three. Yachty's hitting the snot out of the ball. And I've said a lot that whoever's hitting behind uh, Arnado needs to be the hottest hitter at the plate. And right now, other than Arenado, you can make an argument that that is Yadier Molina. Average of 367, OPS of 962. He went one for three with a walk in yesterday's game. So I was okay. I was I was surprised, but I was okay with that decision by Mike Schultz. I really was. But the lineup configuration still is a question mark to me. It really, really is. Because as much as I think Paul DeYoung is better than what he's showing... Like I mentioned, you could only go so long with your four or five hitter hitting under 100. Although DeYoung did not strike out yesterday, which is a, <laughs> it's a pretty big positive for him, right? But I, I just think that, like I said at the beginning, got into it pretty quickly, but there is a balance here of being worried, being concerned, recognizing the problems that the Cardinals have while not saying, clear ship, get out of here. And... I don't, you know, the Cardinals are not a good enough team to be giving away games. I also recognize that. So, I mean, maybe whenever I said June, July, fix the problems, that was a little too far out. I understand that. But th- th- this team can be good. I, I really do think that that this team has, the, I mean, I still have them as winning my winning the division. Playing like this, no. You can't be giving up nine runs back-to-back days at home and expecting to win baseball games. That ain't going to cut it. Not going to do it. But I still think this team has the ability to get it done. Because, I mean, 5-4, and four, and they're only a game out of first place to the NL Central. And I know the NL Central is weak, so maybe we shouldn't be judging the Cardinals' competition, or we shouldn't be judging the Cardinals' success based off of the division. But still, division crown is a postseason appearance. Once you get in the postseason, anything can happen. So the, the aim, the short-term aim, in my mind, is the division. And I still think this team has the capability to do that. They did not get off. They have not gone off to the greatest of starts. Five and four is pretty mediocre. That's literally as much as you can get over five hundred. One game. <laughs> but again, I'll say it again. Let's pump the brakes just a touch, and realize that things are going to take a while to get going at certain points. Because we've seen after a slow start, Austin Dean start to pick it up a little bit. He's hitting decently well. Had kind of a couple of hits yesterday. So, I mean, that that's just one example. And again, Dean had a base running guffaw. He had a guffaw on the outfield. Apparently, that, that, that should have been caught. There's no question. Not a perfect player. But baseball takes time. We have to, like, like I, you know, I don't, don't want to beat a dead horse here before I move on to the second segment, but give, these, give, give the staff time. And I know that Mike Schilt is not very popular among St. Louis Twitter right now, especially with the lineup configuration. And trust me, I understand it. I get the frustration with the lineup, like like I mentioned. I'll defend Mike Schultz a lot, but the lineup configuration makes little to no sense. Little to no sense. And I, I think that he's just really, he's really trusting of his guys, which is admirable in one sense, but also in another sense, you got to start putting the best players on the field in the best lineup, in the best spots to succeed. And Paul Young right now is not succeeding in the fifth place spot. He's just not, not cutting it there. But that's going to go ahead and do it for for the first segment of today. 
making sure we're all calming down. Second one, segment's going to be a recap. My thoughts on some certain players. Um, Johan Oviedo looked incredible yesterday. I'll also talk a little bit about Saturday's game and the unfortunate use of the bullpen. Uh, the unfortunate results of the bullpen, I should say. So um, all that and more coming up here in just a moment. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA and NHL and MLB are all in full swing. And BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV if you want to branch out. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for other news, scores, and odds that you need to know. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. And not only is it free to sign up, but you can earn free money with a 50% welcome deposit on your first deposit. Locked on is a promo code to use for that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Sign up today on the website, betonline.ag, or head to your mobile device. Once again, the promo code is locked on for a 50% welcome bonus on the first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So, I mean, the, the, the weekends of St. Louis has not, have not been very kind. The, the weekends have not been kind to St. Louis, I guess, is the, the way to put that. Going one and two in both of the weekends, and then a sweep of Miami for the five and four. But but um, definitely some, some problems, but also some, some positives to look at for the Cardinal side. Before I get there, um, be sure to get all the sports news you need to know in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts, like a Joe Musgrove no-hitter. Javi Reyes jumping on that. Follow Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Joe Musgrove, first no-hitter in Padres history. That was pretty, what was that, Friday night, I think, that, that happened against the Rangers? Pretty exciting stuff. I think Nash Walker also tweeted out the Locked On Twins host that he only threw nine fastballs. That's impressive. But um, uh, now other baseball news, replay is failing. Replay failed when Michael Conforto stuck out his elbow on purpose to get hit. Replay failed last night at when uh, I think Bohm did not touch home plate. I mean, you know, I'm not going to get on too much of a side tangent here, but as an umpire, I try to give umpires benefit of the doubt more times than not, but that was just... Those are two examples of replay not working. And I think that they need to retool it. They need to fix it. They need to do something better with it. I don't know. But... Yep, so locked on today for general sports news, and I'm sure that the replays will be talked about today, so head over there. But let's talk about the weekend. Obviously, Cardinals have lost twice since I've last spoken to you. And on, on Saturday, you know, it was mostly the bullpen. Bullpen giving up six of the five runs. And Carlos Martinez didn't look terrible. He got hit around pretty hard. Um, like, like exit velocity was pretty, was pretty good. He got... You know, he gave up eight hits in five innings. You know, that's not great. Only struck out one. Gave up a homer um, in, in the fifth inning to kind of exit his day or end his day. But again, only threw 80, what did he throw, 83 pitches. So he didn't get stretched out very much. And, you know, if if Martinez goes five innings and gives up three runs every time, obviously, you know, you, you want more than that, but. You're making improvements, right? <laughs> Since, you know, he gave up four earned runs and five innings in his first start. And, you know, yet on Saturday, he comes out and pitches five innings and gives up three earned. Didn't look super fantastic. Like I said, got hit around a little bit with the eight hits. But, again, 
Martinez is another example of a guy that I think that he needs just a little bit more time before he can make a final judgment on here in 2021. I mean, b- behind him, the bullpen did not. I mean, Ryan Helsley finally had a good outing. One inning, no earned runs. Got a strikeout in a scoreless inning. Tyler Webb, who, who rebounded yesterday with a good start, did not pitch well. And then Adam Miller giving up um, a pretty odd home run to, <laughs> to Keston Ura that hopped over the wall, hopped on top of the wall, then over. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the, it, it, it's a weird thing because I was such high, so high on the bullpen, then Saturday let me down, and then yesterday they really didn't let me down. Hennessy Cabrera gave up uh, two runs, only one of them being earned. Um, but other than that, Oviedo pitched really well. I'll get to him in a moment. Hicks and Webb. Webb got out of a jam, which was good to see. Um, getting, a, uh, I think, a, a strikeout and a flyout or something, some combination of that. And um, so, I mean, it, it, it's just a tale of two two weird things, right? Um, and with, with the bullpen pitching so well yesterday and then not well on, on Saturday. Because it was quite the opposite. Or for the most part, the starting pitcher yesterday, Ponce, gave up seven earned, and then the bullpen gave up six earned on Saturday. So it was a weird contrast. It was a weird parallel there, um, with, with one day the bullpen giving up majority, and the other day the uh, starters starter giving up the majority. But you know, I think that that Austin Dean is as we transition here. Or, you know, I'm so, I'm sorry, I forgot to. I was going to finish up the pitching comments first. Johan Oviedo looked remarkable yesterday. Four and two-thirds, two hits, two walks, four Ks, and in my opinion, really saved the Cardinal bullpen. I mean, to get four and two-thirds, I mean, I know Johan Oviedo is a traditional starter, but to get four and two-thirds out of your bullpen arm, I mean, that that's huge. And there were some, there were some tweets going around yesterday that, okay, this is pretty easy, Oviedo in for Ponce, right? I get the sentiment, but let's not forget, that Ponce de Leon did not pitch bad his first time out. So this is just a freak bad start. And again, he had a freak bad start last year too. But let's also not forget Johan Oviedo impressed with two really good starts to start his big league career with two earned runs and five innings, both against Chicago and Pittsburgh in back-to-back starts, eight eight days separated. And then he got chance in the starting rotation. And then four and two-thirds, three innings, not great. Four and two-thirds... I'm sorry, four and two-thirds, three runs, not great. Four and two-thirds, five runs, three of them earned, not great. Five and a third, seven runs, six or th- th- six runs, five earned, I'm sorry. So this is a guy that, that impressed right off the gate and then got worse. And Oviedo looked different yesterday. Looked. Ricky Horton commented on the radio broadcast, and I agreed with him that he, he was attacking the zone better. He, he did look different than he did last year in terms of aggressiveness. But he is, he is somebody that, like I said, impressed a lot last year and then fell off the table a little bit, <laughs> right? So let, let's not be so quick to, to jump here. I'm not trying to take any credit away from Johan Oviedo. Johan Oviedo pitched remarkable yesterday. And he, he deserves all the credit in the world. But Daniel Pacillion had one bad start. Give him another bad start, then I, I get it. And again, Kim might be coming back. Michaelis might be coming back sooner than, than we expected. Or at least Kim. He threw a sim game either yesterday or today. I forget which way Mike Schilt went. But, I mean, for Oviedo to, cut, to come in, I know he, he was scheduled to throw a, a sim game along with Kim today in the alternate site. 
But for him to come in for the most part cold and not knowing what to expect, maybe he sits for a week and a half before he pitches, and then he comes in the first day and pitches beautifully for the Cardinals. That that's 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 impressive. All right, again, I'm not trying to take anything away from what Oviedo did yesterday. Like I mentioned, saved the bullpen, pitched really well. It was a great 20-21 debut. And Ponce de Leon did not pitch well yesterday. He he did not. I'm also not trying to say that. Walked walked a pitcher after intentionally walking to get to him. Gave up a couple of big home runs. Couldn't locate. I, I get it. Four walks is not good. One of those being intentional. I understand. But again, let's give Ponce the benefit of the doubt. And you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Ponce gets blown up again in, in another another start. Oviedo has to come in and clean him up again. Maybe I'm wrong about this. But I just think that it, it, it's really we're being really quick to judge here, guys. This was one bad. This was one atrocious. I get it. Really, really, really bad start for Ovi for for Ponce de Leon. I understand that. But I, I'm not about to kick him out of the rotation just yet. Offensively, over, over the weekend, not a lot of great candidates or great stars. Austin Dean actually had a nice weekend offensively. Big home run on Saturday, two for four yesterday with a couple of opposite field hits. Um, one of them being an RBI double. Maybe Austin Dean is the answer in left field. Who knows? I know that he's gotten a lot of hate from Cardinal fans early. I mean, he's not super impressed up until the last couple of days, but still a lot of hate for Dean. Maybe Dean's better than we all expected him to be. Who knows? But I think that he, he was probably one of the better offensive candidates of over the weekend. Because if you look on, on Saturday, Tom Yedman had another two-hit Saturday and, and one hit yesterday, so he, he continues to impress. Uh, Molina had a three-for-four day on, on Saturday, so he looked pretty good. But, again, outfield has been a problem. Outfield has been a problem for St. Louis, and this is one that the Cardinals were kind of, I think they were hoping that the, the young guns would kind of fix that problem, which is why they traded away Dexter Fowler. Also, thoughts and prayers to Dexter Fowler, who tore his ACL and is now done for the year. So thoughts and prayers to him. Wish him a speedy recovery. But when he got traded, it was, okay, young bucks, take the reins and go for it. And no one's really taken the reins by storm yet. So we'll see We'll see where it goes. We'll see what what, the, what this next series against Washington brings up. But I think that um, there, there's no question that this, this offense needs a jolt. This offense needs to, to get it going. And um, the, the, the pitching needs some consistency. So we'll see how it goes. I'm, I'm again. I'm not trying to be too blindly optimistic. Not trying to be too blindly positive. Um, but we'll, we'll we'll see what this next series brings against Washington. And um, I'm actually going to going to preview that series coming up next. Give you the the probables. Give you my my thoughts and um, get you out of here in the next handful of minutes. Uh, so my thoughts on the Washington Nationals series coming up here in just a moment. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market. Straight up. They've got 18 amazing amazing flavors with nut and non-nut options. You all know my favorite. Cookies and cream. Their five other new flavors are caramel brownie, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. They have 12 original flavors that I'm not going to list for you, but I will tell you some of my favorites to order. And those would be mint brownie, double chocolate, orange, and coconut. These bars are all soft and easy to chew, and they're all covered 100% in chocolate. That's right, 100% in chocolate. But that doesn't mean they're not healthy. They're still incredibly healthy, as you can lose or maintain weight while indulging in this delicious treat. 
They are low calorie, low sugar, high fiber, high protein, and again, with that great built bar taste. For example, cookies and cream. A number one, tastes great. B number two, it has 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. Head over to BuiltBar.com right now and enter the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. Again, that is promo code LOCKED15, LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Three games set against the Nationals this week before an off day on Thursday. And it, uh, it starts with Johnny Gant tonight, who gutted through his first start, uh, I, I thought, really well. Fantasy numbers weren't great, and I've been listening to this podcast as I get one more plug-in because my fantasy season is not going well. So I'm hoping with this podcast it gets better with the Locked On Fantasy Baseball podcast hosted by veteran Fantasy analyst Scott Cullen, he's got two decades of fantasy baseball experience to offer the strategies and waiver wire pickups that lead to league wins. Follow Locked On Fantasy Baseball in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. But John Gant, nevertheless, did get through four innings in his last start, struck out four. He'll be looking to do something better against Washington this, this week. Washington 1-4, and four, not off to the greatest of starts. Cardinals are going to miss Max Scherzer, as Max Scherzer pitched yesterday. Um, so, so that's huge. I think that, that that's a big win <laughs> for for St. Louis to avoid him. Uh, according to MLB.com, the probable tonight is um, Eric Fetty. Um, second start, he only pitched an inning in two-thirds last Wednesday. Um, and he gave up five runs on six hits. So, I mean, game one seems to be tilting towards... The Cardinals' favor, and then in Game 2, Flaherty gets the bump. Cardinals do run into Steven Strasburg. Um, and Steven Strasburg is good. <laughs> there, there's no other way around it. I think Steven Strasburg is one of the more underrated pitchers in today's game. Uh, I really, I've really, i always liked Strasburg, uh, his stuff. Cardinals faced him in 2019 National League Championship Series, and we all know how that went. Loss, 12 strikeouts, 7 innings. So I think Tuesday has a chance to be a really, really good matchup, a fun matchup with Flaherty and Strasburg. And then on Thursday, getaway day for the Redbird. Or I'm sorry, Wednesday, not getaway day, but Wednesday, last day of the series for St. Louis. Um, it'll be a 12-15 um, first pitch Central Standard Time on uh, on the 14th. Wainwright versus Joe Ross. So it, it, this has the, the, the opportunity for, for the Cardinals to, to pick up a series here. I think if I'm making a prediction, which I am right now, <laughs> I think that the Cardinals win tonight and they win tomorrow. Um, I'm sorry, they, they win tonight and they win Wednesday. I think that Steven Strasburg is just too much Tuesday um, for the Cardinals to, to get it done. But I, I just think that, um, yeah, I think the Cardinals can get it done on, on Tuesday and, and Wednesday. And... I'm pretty confident in that. I, I, look, I look forward for Jack Flaherty to take another step in the right direction. I look forward to Adam Wainwright to, to have better stuff this coming Wednesday and to kind of use his, his gutty performance from his last start to, to pitch really well. Um, so I think that it'll be fun. Uh, I think that the Cardinals have an opportunity here, like I mentioned, to pick up a serious one before they go to Philly. Um, and before they go to Philly on Thursday... I'll be talking with St. Louis Post-Dispatch writer uh, Ben Fredrickson about the Cardinals' season. Um, it'll 
it'll be released on Friday. Um, at least one part of the interview will be released on Friday. Not sure how long it'll go, but that's super fun. Um, if you don't follow Ben Ben Fredrickson, I recommend you to do so. Great guy, great great coverage uh, along with Derek Gould at the St. Louis Post Dispatch. So, talking to him on Thursday, I'm sure I'll post a, a tweet for you guys to get questions in if you'd like. So, um, so that should be super fun. But um, yeah, Cardinals. I get it. I'm not trying to be too positive. I'm not trying to ignore the problems that the Cardinals do have, but. Let's let's also recognize we are nine games into 162. So that's going to do it for me. Follow me on Twitter at LJFastball. And uh, follow me at the, the show on Twitter and Instagram, LO underscore Cardinals. And again, I'll be sure to post uh, if you have any questions for Ben Fredrickson for our interview on Thursday. But until I talk to you next time, which will be tomorrow, stay safe, stay well, have a great day.